Hello and welcome to the Monday Night War Source. As your no-so crew goes on a deep dive in a ratings war between WCW and WWF. We may sound different this week as, uh, you know, people went on adventures. Let's just keep it like that. Right, guys? You guys went on adventures? I'm in Bolivia. I'm Bolivia to where you're at. That's odd. I hooked up with the Bolivian uh, hooker squad. Wait a minute. Stacy, God damn it. She gets around. Well, uh, I guess Corey and I are like Usher and R. Kelly. We want the same girl. Yeah. <laughs> I was afraid a Chris Brown reference was going to be there somewhere. We're not going to be hitting no, 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 hitting the good notes. <laughs> I can we'll be hitting. <laughs> But what we'll be hitting on will be the war stories between Nitro and Raw. I'm your host, Joseph Lessel. I'm alongside here with the interesting voice, Cormac. Hey, yo, is this the show where I get to like write a love letter to uh, Vince Russo, WCW World Heavyweight Champion? You do. You do. That could be every show. And the chosen one, Mike. Boop. It's clobbering time. It's going out of business time. We're uh, everything must go, correct? We're we're getting to that point. Uh, just we're going to be talking. Huh? I said next week there won't even be a ring. They, they would have sold it. <laughs> That's true. Uh, this week we'll be talking about October 2nd of the year 2000 for WCW Monday Night Show. We're in San Francisco, California. We're on the West Coast. I Words can't describe how happy I was once I saw where we were because I knew it was a particular night. And I couldn't wait. Cow Palace, baby. As some people say, the West Coast is the best, best coast. coast. It is. It, it, that's true. It is. There it is. Uh, commentary team is one. Tony Schiavone, Mark Madden, and Scott Hudson. Uh, we start the show off with a recap of last week's Nitro of Goldberg's and Steiner's brawl that basically took place in the cage, ruining the cage match f- for the main event of Goldberg, of, of uh, Booker T and Vince Russo. Uh, the, we get to the cage match highlights of that with the returning of Ric Flair and Lex Luger. And Russo getting speared by Goldberg through the cage. Determining him the new WCW heavyweight champion. Which we don't like. Now, can you say that Ric Flair returns if he hasn't actually been on TV since? That's true. (laughs) Valid point. Uh, 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 We call it a a, uh, Ric Flair run-in. There you go. Or for for him, it was a trip in since he. So tripped. he went to the edge of Christian school. Got it. Yes. Yes. They're going to shizut. A little known fact: Luger didn't actually take time off. Uh, he was actually trying to save America again. He was going across the country in a big American bus. Uh, it's it about a year too early. It just didn't get nearly the pub that it got seven years earlier. That's all. Is it because of his dad haircut? Yes, exactly. Why is his dad trying to talk to us? All all we're learning is that John Cena really loves late 90s to 2000s Lex Luger. (laughs) Yes, that's all we've learned here. 
Hopefully he doesn't go for the latter part of 2000 Luger. Um, <laughs> no, Nikki, Nikki escaped. Nikki got out in time. Uh, we saw the show of the Goldberg arriving to the arena. So we had that pan shot. We get a promo by the filthy animals as Ray and Conan bring out a ladder. Uh, Conan wearing a cow outfit. Well, well sort of. Uh, Ray had a hard time getting a ladder in the ring. So. Yeah. <laughs> But that cow outfit, uh, guys, which one of us would rock that one? Uh, you, sir. That's true. Okay. We have the problem. This is where we miss the fashionista expert uh, of our podcast, Jeff. I, I was. I really need Jeff to break down this outfit Conan was wearing. Uh, well, I, well I'll, I'll try and do the best I can here. Um, uh, a vest, cow, and pants of a cow. This all white with black dots. So it was like. It looked like he skinned the cow himself and just decided to make it an outfit. You know what happened is he was in the field and he decided he wanted to go ahead and feel. And he said, that's enough. And he knew he liked it. So he yep. just skinned the fucking cow and took the outfit for himself. Yes. Yes, he did. Bad. Didn't kill the cow. Funny enough. Just skinned it. Yep. There's a that's, final- where, that's where we get chocolate milk from, right? God damn it. Conan? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. The cow that he 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 uh, scalped chocolate milk because there's no white on him. Right? <laughs> he wanted that hundred scalps. Yes. There, that's enough. Um, Conan says that the, they're going to hang Disco's duck up and they're going to have a ladder match. So our first match of the night is a ladder match. Between the filthy animals of Conan and Ray versus Boogie Knights of Alex Wright and Disco Inferno. Look, I'm just happy that Alex Wright's back. Do I really want him in a tag team with Disco? No. Um, and are we really doing a ladder match with a fucking plastic duck? <laughs> yeah. But, oh, okay. And right. right at the beginning, they put a bag on the duck's head, and Madden says the duck is blinded, so he wouldn't have to see Disco wrestle. God damn. Has there, ever been, has there ever been a worker who was more universally just panned by every but one of his contemporaries than Disco? Uh, well, I mean, they killed Bruiser Brody, so. Uh, oh. Touche, sir. Touche. Maybe we could have gotten Glenn Gilberti in that shower in Puerto Rico. <laughs> There's still time. <laughs> Plenty. Um,. Again, Boogie Nights, hey, can we, uh, do we copyright that? Can we even say that? Come on, guys. Get over yourself. I mean, they have a good point. <laughs> they do. Well, well, technically, they use, they use the K, not an M. That's true. Uh, match starts off with Ray jumping off the top rope, but Alex Wright catches him and power bombs him. Uh, Disco has the ladder laid across him, and Conan hits the ladder with a chair. Uh, Ray and Conan sandwich right in the ladder, and then, uh, Ray jumps off the top rope and does the double leg drop with a chair, but Ray barely catches it. He just misses it. Uh, Ray jumps off the ladder and does a double neck, uh, double nut cracker. Uh, Conan holds Disco down. Ray does the small uh, swanton, then runs, uh, gets up, runs, and flips over the top rope to onto right. Uh, Disco finally gets a offensive move. It's the last dance or the chart buster or whatever the hell they want to call it these days. Uh, Disco and Ray fight on the ladder and with Conan just holding it. Uh, Ray with the, hits a sunset flip off the ladder to Disco. 
Wright goes for the duck, but Conan puts uh, him on his shoulders and hits a face buster onto Disco. Conan climbs up and gets uh, gets the duck. After the match, though, Alex Wright attacks both men with the chair while Disco is using the duck. Interesting call and do a uh, to do a ladder match to start the show off because you know it was much needed. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, just knowing how they, I'm just assuming this is Vince Russo and Nitro, so there's going to be at least three more gimmick matches. Um, this is weird. I don't know. Not digging it. Well, if right, if you two. had to choose between the Rock's promo on Raw or Duck ladder match, what would you pick? Uh, honestly, this week uh, the duck ladder match. Duck ladder match. <laughs> uh, I didn't realize The Rock was in a funk in late 2000, but he's he's mediocre at best. Which brings well, me disco. Disco sucks. <laughs> There's no way around it. The animals are okay. Alex Wright's too good. This is the this is my friendly reminder that Alex Wright is a year older than AJ Styles. Was AJ wrestling by this point? Yes. Yep, he was about a year and a half full time in. Mm. He started in ninety eight. Didn't get good reps until ninety nine. So yeah, but he's he's working. Mm. Um. We go backstage with David Flair arriving with the building with someone in a mask. Flair telling him that he's going to confess. So, guys, um, Flair waited and waited and waited, and he finally got his man. I guess, what did he, like, catch him Wednesday and then feed him all week? That's a little nice yeah. of him. Yeah. So, I'm going to feed you, brother. I know they put the hood on to cover the identity. They probably should have covered the tattoos on the arms, but, you know, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, I was like, right off the <laughs> run, okay, so that's Puff Bagwell. Uh, so, and then you know, at that point, all of all of the um, all of the believability is gone because I'm thinking even handcuffed, tied, and malnourished Puff Bagwell should kick the living shit out of David Flair. This is accurate. It's like I get it. Sure, it could be Buff, but the idea of maybe not having him have a cut off shirt. <laughs> Sleeveless shirt, guns, baby. I'm sure it was Buff's call. You're talking to a pro wrestler in 2000, buddy. There was no other choice. Those guns were going to be out. Wait a minute. Are you, you're telling me, Joe, that you want somebody to not have a sheen? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> How dare you? You you guys know I'm pro sheen, but when when damn show if that's the case. <laughs> when the pro sheen is trying to hide someone, we have an <laughs> issue. We have a gosh darn issue, folks. I don't worry about that. Okay. Uh, we're going to go to commentary, uh, bring up that uh, we will find out what Russo will do uh, with the title as that we go backstage with one Vince Russo with Jeremy Borash giving him a, uh, a neck massage. Um, as Russo is going to read his statement, uh, he says that he can be a champion anytime you want to, but he's not an athlete. Uh, Russo playing this off as really bad as he's not looking at the camera like he normally would. As he's reading the statement, uh, Russo says that he's going to relinquish the title. Uh, there will be a title match tonight between two willing, uh, two people that deserve it: Jeff Jarrett and Scott Steiner. Well, I guess. The gasp, right? Uh, Russo brings up Goldberg and how he was a coward last week and how he attacked him. Russo said that Goldberg can learn something from him, and if it wasn't, uh, if he wasn't above him, uh, he would kick his ass. So, um, 
That happens, and then Goldberg comes down to the ring, calls Russo a piece of shit. Russo says he has plans for him, and he'll come down there and tell Goldberg to his face. Russo comes out in the Pope Mobile. Um, God damn it. Uh, Goldberg attacks all security guards that come down uh, with it, Russo. Russo says the fate of Goldberg is in his hands. Goldberg says he doesn't care who he puts in front of him. He'll get to Russo. And then Russo goes, hey, Goldberg, remember that streak of yours? Well, it's going to start again. <laughs> Can that happen? Can that happen? Like, As soon as I saw this, I was like, oh, my God, I had completely blacked that out of my mind. And all the all the pain kept it just came right back to me. Uh, yes, we're doing the streak again. That that was the next big plan for Goldberg. That's the giant genius move Vince Russo has in plan. We're going to recreate the streak. Yep. Just wait, because this is a Vince Russo book streak. So it's not the streak you're thinking of. It's not going to have the normal rules and regulations, Joe. <laughs> oh well, okay. Well, Russo says Goldberg, ha- if he gets one loss, he'll be gone. So Goldberg has to beat his uh, 176-0 and 0 record. Was couldn't it- even- it's 173, but okay. There you go, because that's what Russo said. Um, wasn't that like a two years, two and a half year streak? Year and a half. Year and a half? Yeah, about 15, 16 months. So. Don't you worry about that. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, also, if, I- if you're Goldberg, don't you just lay down and let somebody beat you? Yeah, I was just saying that just to take the bloom off throws. This is Russo, so if you think each match counts for one, you're nuts. Like he'll take on handicap matches and pin all 17 dudes, and that's 17 wins right there. And uh, that's how we got the streak last time because I mean, Joe kept, Joe kept the count going. I kept the count, and like, after the 173, I was really at like I don't know 100, maybe. <laughs> you guys will really appreciate this. This is much more like Sid's. Uh, uh, oh, <laughs> not, not, his, not his leg. <laughs> so, so the streak, so the streak is snapped at some point. <laughs> yes, the streak, the streak snaps, Mike. That is a excellent way to put that. <laughs> you can say it snaps clean in half. There it is. I can just replace. I can mute you both right now. You wouldn't even know. <laughs> Be careful! So I'll, get Sid, I'll get Sid to recreate it live in person. There you go. Um, um, Goldberg thinks about it and then kicks the driver's side window, which Borash was uh, driving the vehicle, which if you paid attention to Borash, he was watching Goldberg the whole time. And then like, oh, yeah. when Goldberg like, wouldn't make any move, Borash would like duck, even though the spot hasn't happened yet. Yeah, that's what happens when you have a, a dangerous... Uh, spot with someone who's young in the business, doesn't know how to take things, is completely reckless, and then Jeremy Borash. <laughs> I got him. I, 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 when Goldberg kicked the, uh, when he kicked the window, I was like, "We're really doing this spot again with him, <laughs> a breaking a door, a uh, glass window." Yep, they've d- j- Joe. You can't be surprised that this company learns nothing. I I'm I know I know I should <laughs> I should give up like they did. Are you um, shocked that his leg didn't just shatter into a hundred pieces? Disappointed? Yes. Shocked? No. <laughs> 
Uh, Goldberg's about to get in the car, but then all of a sudden Ming comes out of nowhere and puts Goldberg in the tongue and death grip as Russo makes a match tonight between Ming and Goldberg. Wait, out of nowhere is the most apropos thing you've ever said. <laughs> I forgot Ming was there. <laughs> so did Ming. So did Ming. Until they called him, we need you to come in. He's like, what? I'm still, I'm still getting paid. Uh, then we see get, get moments ago of what just happened between Goldberg, Ming, and Russo. Uh, then we see Russo talk, telling Ming to eat Goldberg alive. Uh, uh, Russo has Mike Sanders in the office. He says he's been watching Sanders, and he likes what he sees. Um, Russo says that he has to leave the arena, so Sanders is in charge. As Sanders leaves, uh, Russo tells Borash to watch everything he does and keep him in line. So, of course, give Jimmy Borash the, the poll, right? Yeah, so he's got all the stroke. So, Corey, Corey, I have a question for you. Yeah. The lawsuit is still ongoing at this point, correct? Oh, yes. So you're so that is happening in court, and you're going to take the cat, who's really over as the commissioner, and give his gimmick to a pasty white dude, and who does it worse? That's exactly what's going to happen. Fantastic. Yep. Checks out. Checks out. Um, a terribly smart company. But don't worry about Dose W, guys, because they're going down under next week, because all of next week will be in Australia. Good day, Mike. Two weeks, sir. Oh, two. Even better, Mike. It's a thunder from down under. Good day, Mike. I meant to ask you this, like, when they announced this, like, four months ago, I meant to ask, like, do they actually wind up going? Yes, and it's maybe it was a, a window into maybe what they should have done more of if it had stayed in open. Yeah. Cause it's huge in Australia, live crowds loved what they did. Um, complete opposite of state side. So should have made, should have made it stayed. Um, then, uh, guys, uh, Chuck Zito joins commentary. Why? What the hell? Uh, anybody want to say who uh, Chuck Zito is? He's well, Hogan's like butt lover or something. Uh, have you watched Oz? Yeah, he was on Oz. He's an actor, and I've not yeah, watched Oz. Oz was, I think, still a thing in 2000. It was. Yeah? Okay. I knew it was a late 90s thing. He's also uh, like a Hell's Angels full member. He's like a piece of shit dude. Yeah, no, he's a Hoganite. Brother, Oz ended in 2003. Okay. Jesus, what's Damn. that? Yeah, it started. In, it started. In, it went six years because it when went uh, 97 to uh, 2003. But yeah, um, yeah, Chuck Zito, everybody. As did, our next match, why he was here. Because I no, missed I, it if they did. I missed it. I, they didn't. They just went, hey, look, we have Chuck Zito, an actor on Oz. Yeah, they're trying to seem relevant. So they got Stern's whack pack and oh, Chuck. I got it. It's the Time Warner thing. Yeah, yeah. we had we had Arliss on a year ago. But it feels maybe. like forever. Don't forget a year and a half ago, Arliss telling us that the next big thing in wrestling was Dennis Rodman. Well, Is he? I, that's why our list did work. <laughs> so uh, we have, yeah. So we have our uh, hardcore championship main event. 
as it will be a wall versus that guy Reno. Uh, a wall sets up a table in the ring. Reno hits a wall with a candlestick multiple times. Reno gets in the face of Chuck Zito. Um, then they show. Let me ask you guys this. So they then they show the Halloween Havoc countdown. They kind of changed the logo, and yep. I don't know if, if you noticed, but I kind of noticed that H has like the two red lines that kind of looked like um I don't know WWF's logo. I was gonna say a pregnancy test. I don't know. That too. Um, it's a terrible logo. Uh, Mike, I-, I can tell you're probably physically ill looking at this logo. I but, vomited uh, all over my TV. Yeah, I, had get, I had to get a new TV. It's it's terrible. Even for like their half-assed standards, this is a terrible logo. I was like, did, did you just have like some sixth grade computer class make this for you? Like, what the fuck is this? I'm not even sure if sixth grade might be too high tech for this. It's like, hey, can you give me a Times New Roman font and just put yellow lettering and then we'll call it good? Can you spell Halloween? Okay, cool. Make us a logo. They must have saw Halloween Resurrection and was like, hey, guys, let's just copy that, but put in the WWF red little stripe, but make it orange instead. (laughs) Maybe their their thoughts on trying to sell the company and recoup their money is literally spending $5 on logos. They they overpaid. (laughs) Did you guys see the sign in the crowd here? The best sign of the night? Uh, I probably have it down for later on, but go ahead. No, it was during this match. It said Best Buy sucks. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I had that written down <laughs> later on. I think there's oh. another one next to it, too. How brilliant. Yep. Uh, Reno goes to the top turnbuckle in uh, front of the table for some reason. Then uh, Big Vito comes out and hits Reno with a stick ball stick, and AWOL chokeslams him through the table for the win. A uh, new hardcore champion, AWOL, until uh, the uh, uh, MIA comes out to celebrate. But then, uh, as uh, before this happens, Chuck Vito goes, uh, these two guys have a long history together. And commentary totally ignore his comment, so they don't care. Like, he's supposed to put the backstory in here, guys. I'm uh, sorry. They brought a, an actor in off the street to, to build up the backstory and the announcer's like yeah no nah, we're just not gonna sell that, that that's we'll fine here it's a no for me dog yeah and then not- uh Mike, i would say then mike sanders and the filthy animals come on out and say due to outside interference in this hardcore championship match uh sanders reverses the, the decision so that guy reno is the hardcore champion now what the hell and tony shits all over that immediately there are bs Non-finishes and hardcore matches. Okay. Tony's yeah. like, can you be disqualified during no match? All right. Apparently <laughs> you can. This sucks ass. It does. Um, we're gonna go backstage with Pamela as the uh, with the Is cat. She wet? No. Oh. That's. Uh, the cat says uh, the Booker was the first one out of the match from last week's show. So Booker and uh, and so. Uh, for the title match tonight, it will be Booker T versus Sting. Let that blood feud continue, but it won't be not Steiner or Jarrett. Um, but the one thing I got from this is why was the camera going back and forth? Like, did you guys notice that? It was like a, the guy was just like, oh, I'm going back and forth, back and forth. And so like the standstill shot. 
Yeah, he's he he was on acid. Also, uh, what the hell? Jeff Jarrett getting screwed again. What the hell is this? I mean, what's this guy got to do? He's pretty much built. He's carried this company on his back this year. But you know, whatever. That's a Sting. What's I love Sting. What the fuck is Sting done to deserve yet another right. shot? Who was Sting being lately besides Vampiro every single match? <laughs> For a nine month straight. <laughs> uh, um, we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna notice David Flair once again yelling at the mask man as Shane Douglas. No, the mask buff man. Toriyadu. Yeah, yeah, that checks out. Uh, however, then we get uh, a Shane Douglas and Tori Wilson promo. Um, as Douglas challenges Conan to a match at Halloween Havoc, the match that we always wanted to see, Conan versus Shane Douglas. What the hell are we doing? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and no-sell that one just right now for the next 35 days. <laughs> what the hell are we doing? Also, Corey, I don't know if you, I don't know if you picked up on this, but now uh, Tori is becoming the new Sable, and all we're missing is the grind for her stupid little catchphrase. Oh, I know. It's, it's getting pretty bad. Um, Jesus. I blame Shane. Somehow he's made her not hot. Right. That's right. impressive. <laughs> Thanks, Shane. Ain't he great? Ha ha! Saginaw! He's the dumbest man in the history of the wrestling business. Because <laughs> that's the one thing about Douglas. And it, uh, I hate when he comes out because you know you're going to get a bad, like a dumb promo from him. And I'm just like, oh, I'm rolling my eyes. Like, can we just fast forward through this? Uh, then we see Lex Luger in the crowd. I think we see a uh, good old USA Luger in the crowd as he's just watching. He is a uh, a fan tonight, right? No run-ins. Be a fan. He happened. Uh, he happened to be out in the Lex Express, and they just happened to be in the Bay Area. Thought he'd catch himself some wrestling. Good for him. Good for him. Uh, then Mike Awesome comes out. So our next match is Shane Douglas versus Mike Awesome. Have we just had this match? I feel uh, yes. like we have, but about seven times. Uh, yep. First of all, sir, that's that seventies guy. Oh, that seventies guy, my God! And now that he's his gimmick, does this count as an ECW champion versus ECW champion match? Yes, maybe. Depends uh, on who you're can, talking to. Can you imagine that ECW crowd trying to take in that seventies guy? Oh, they would have stabbed him for sure. Yeah. <laughs> now they probably would have accepted the fat chick thriller in a weird sort of way, but oh, that's that's up their alley. That's actually perfect for them. All right. <laughs> um, and then you just had like the fattest chicks in the arena throwing giant panties at him as he walked in the ring. With Joey stops going, "Oh my god! Oh my god!" <laughs> uh, since we just had the hardcore title match, the. Last match. Uh, during the match, though, uh, Mike Awesome decided to set up a table in the corner. Uh, we find out that it would be AWOL versus Reno for the hardcore title at Halloween Havoc. So, who's excited for that one? I'm anxiously awaiting that. Oh, I can't wait for a Halloween Havoc. Can you? Uh, I sound no. sincere. <laughs> Are you uh, sound sincere? Uh, I mean it. I love you all. Sincerely. Um, 
Awesome's gonna awesome bomb Douglas through the table. Tori gets on the apron and flashes awesome with her skin tone bikini top. I was disappointed once I realized there was skin tone. I can't believe they did this. They fucked this up. They shouldn't have panned around. Right? Because the, the whole thing is like you block for the TV crowd. That's why the crowd reacts. That's awesome. When you pan around, I'm like, well, that was stupid. Right? Because that would have been like, well, that was fucking cool if I'd have thought she was actually toppled. Right? Because they, they did that with um, Terry Rummels. Yeah, Marlena on Shotgun Saturday Night. She did the same spot, but they well, didn't pan around. They uh, With her, they actually went topless and just put a skinny color pasties. Yeah. So like, I, I'd much rather have been in the audience for that one. <laughs> just saying. I'm I'm honestly surprised there's no photos of that out there. Like any kind. Um Douglas Yeah, right. Uh Douglas then hits the franchiser for the win, then all of a sudden Tigress comes out to attack Tori. But Douglas is about to uh franchise her, but then Cownan comes out and makes the save. Cownan. <laughs> Damn it. Uh where's this? There's the spot of the night. Well, there it I, is. I, I saw that. And I was like, I'm going to write this down and I'm going to save it. I'm going to have it in my back pocket when I needed it. Can I, can I give you a spoiler to make Halloween Havoc even better? It's actually a mixed tag with Conan and Tigress against the franchise and Tori. Mm. Yep. <laughs> you don't look like you're more amped now. Were you trying to? Yeah, theoretically, that's going to put butts in the seats, right? That's going to put my butt in a different seat, not in the arena. I won't be there for it. <laughs> Damn it. Um, we go backstage with uh, Jeff Jarrett and Scott Steiner telling Mike Sanders to use his powers. Kevin Nash shows up and says that uh, he's with him and he has it under control. Um, we... Uh, Oh, Nash tells Sanders to give it 110. percent uh, well, we see them outside. Uh, uh, we see them outside Sanders when we come back from commercial. We see Sanders and Nash telling uh, Nash telling Sanders to give it 110. percent Go in the cat's office and tell him that he's in charge. Guys, yeah, I have back. some I have some news for you because uh, I just thought of this and I just looked it up. So where are they for Halloween Havoc? Las Vegas. What date is that, Corey? The 29th. The Nitro Girl closed September 30th. God damn it. It's not even fucking open for Halloween Havoc. Uh, uh, amazing. That's, that's fitting, actually. Jesus Christ. Uh, we find out that uh, Thunder will be on a special time on Wednesday after NASCAR at 935. Uh, the old, yeah, that's what didn't help uh, wrestling on, on the on the TBS. Uh, so I, I used to watch NASCAR even at this point. I have no idea why the fuck they were on a Wednesday. Yeah, I was gonna ask. I'm not a NASCAR guy. I thought I thought that was like a weekend thing. It is, and I've, I've I was very much one at this point. And I was like, why the fuck were they on Wednesday? My <laughs> only guess I, is maybe there was a rain out. Is my only guess. That would have That's to be probably it, yeah. I just saw a thing for like a NASCAR All Star Weekend type thing, and I'm like, "What the hell is that? Like, aren't yeah. your aren't your All Stars every year? Like, in every race? Like, what's the difference? You know, like it's like a it's like a big money race. They have like heats, um, and then like the winners like face like a huge like money race at the end. 
Oh, okay. I really want a decrepit old timers who don't have good reflexes anymore to come back and race full strength. That's what I want out of my All Star weekend. Who could Tony Stewart kill this week? <laughs> hey, nice. that would sell. Say what you want, that would sell. You know. Uh, we get a montage of Ming in case no one no one's been watching and knows who Ming is. Then we go to back. Then we go backstage with Pamela with Ming as Ming says this is his last chance to stay with WCW. Wow, where uh, did he, he where did he kill everything by having him talk in a calm, normal voice, gross manner? Um, he has to destroy Goldberg. Goldberg must die for Ming to live. But yeah, this is like the first Jesus. promo. This is the first promo I've ever heard from Ming that he is calm, collective, and not yelling. He's worried. He's got to keep that contract because at the time Tonga Loa is like 13. You got to imagine that kid was eating him at a house and home. So he's got to stay under that fat Time Warner contract. It's important. Yes, it is. Uh, then we can go backstage with Mike Sanders coming out of the cat's office saying that they talked and they want what they want ratings. You know, ratings. I get ratings in wrestling is to talk about it. Yep. Uh, so we're going to go to our next match as it's going to be Goldberg versus Ming. And a good sign that Ming might have a chance is that he gets the jobber entrance. <laughs> uh, not, you know, <laughs> fighting chance there. Um, Ming, then uh, Goldberg just throw punches for a bit until Goldberg spears Ming. Jack hammers him for the win. Less than two minutes. Mm, I don't have high hopes for this streak, guys. To be honest with you. Well, he's wanting to know, but then Chronic comes out to attack Goldberg, and they hit high time. What the hell's going on with Chronic? Uh, nobody knows from show to show, Joe, including the booker. <laughs> that is damn true. Um, we're going to go backstage with Sanders saying that he wants it to be Jeff Jarrett and Booker T versus Scott Steiner and Sting. Uh, the winner of the match goes on to face each other. To, uh, I even had in my notes that it sounded like it was going to be a tag match, but it turns out to be a tag match. Like the way he said it, I thought it was going to be Steiner and Jarrett. I mean, Jarrett and Booker facing each other, going no. against the winner of that match. Team and dog. That way you get you get well, well, the feuding partners. Will they all get along? Will they coexist, Joe? That's a valid question. Because it's going to get them to the title match. Are they in cahoots? Oh my god, damn. Some some might be. Um, so, um, Tony, as Tony Schiavone says, is this right? Is this really happening? Uh, Tony seemed confused by this segment here. We all did, we all did. Tony yep. is fucking done with all of this shit. I mean, he is yes, so... He is. Um, then we see David pouring water on the mask buff man. And he was just thirsty. Mask buff man. So let's go to our next match. It's Jeff Jarrett and Booker T versus Sting and Scott Steiner. Whoever wins goes on to uh, face each other tonight for the WCW Heavyweight Championship. Um, as Steiner says before the match, he's going to kick both Jarrett and Booker's ass. Um, Sting with a one arm. Bulldog and hits the stinger splash on Jarrett. Um, 
Uh, Steiner and Booker get in the ring. They have a standoff for a minute. Booker then uh, destroys uh, Steiner's face with a... Uh, oh, so they get in the standoff, right? This, this is my yeah. bad note taking here. They get in the standoff. And they look at each other for like 30 seconds. The history is that Booker just destroyed Steiner's face a couple of weeks ago. And Steiner beat up Stevie Ray. Goldberg did his, did his face in. I thought it was Booker in was the bathroom. Goldberg. Was it, it Goldberg? Was dude, yeah. Okay. We'll scratch that one from my notepad. And we'll put Steiner beat up Stevie Ray last week. There's no yep. anger between both men here. There's like none. We get the standoff. We get the, you know, WrestleMania pose, the look one way, the other way type thing so, with these two. Actually, I think they, uh, neither one of them, they, they forgot the spot. Because it was super clumsy when they got back into action. I think they forgot what they were supposed to be doing. God damn it. Because then there's a point where Steiner tags and Sting, uh, and Booker has a confused look on his face, like when he's about to take him on. Come on, Book, you had a blood feud two weeks ago. Uh, Steiner Russo's pulls the ropes and Book. So, Russo's booking is so crazy that's literally driving Booker stupid. <laughs> Sucker. Uh, Steiner pulls the ropes and Booker T goes over the top. Sting then punches Steiner. Sting and Booker fight around the announce table. Steiner hits Jarrett with a military press in the ring. Booker with the spine buster on J- uh, Steiner and then a belly to be- uh, Jarrett hits a belly to belly on Jarrett. Booker and Steiner are wrestling uh, in the ring. Kami brings up, hey, who is the legal man? They There's don't a- care. Uh, Booker goes to the axe kick on Steiner, but Steiner pulls the ref into the ref, and Booker hits both men. Jarrett goes and hits Booker with the guitar, but hits Sting instead. Jarrett covers Sting for the win, but if you look, commentary thinks he's covered Booker at the same time, but it looks like he's pushing him out of the ring. I don't know. I actually like this match. Yeah, it was okay. Was it was different. And... I think it was right. It was all right. Yeah. Um, this is when the signs came up, Booble, that uh, Best Buy sucks. Fuck Eminem and WWF is the root of all evil. Those three signs are very weird. Indubitably. Uh, we see the natural born thrillers headed to the ring. Then we get the Halloween Havoc promo that um, Sting will change. Um, <laughs> then we then moments ago, commentary brings up St- uh, Steiner covering Booker, but it doesn't matter anymore. Uh, then we get a primetime Elix Skipper Beetlejuice uh, promo as primetime is mad that Sanders uh, uh, had to made him defend his title against Sanders. Uh, and then second, uh, Kevin Nash calling him Beetlejuice, uh, calling Beetlejuice Elix Skipper. So they show the footage. Um, Skipper tells Sanders to bring out Nash so he can kick both their asses. Okay. <laughs> Good luck there. Um, so let's go to our next match, and it's for the 100-kilogram or under championship as it would be primetime Elix Skipper versus Mike Sanders. Um, Nash says that he spent 45 minutes apologizing to Beetlejuice for thinking that he was Elix Skipper. Damn. Just continuously just 
burying the young talent here, right? That's right. Well, Skipper's done. Yes. <laughs> he, had, he had a good uh, run. He looks. <laughs> uh, then uh, Nash decides to make up some stipulations for tonight's match. One, uh, Team Canada's banned. Oh, Sanders makes these. Uh, two, you have to powerbomb your uh, opponent before you get the pinfall. And the match will be a, a handicap. It'll be a handicap match between Sanders and Nash versus Skipper. <laughs> I mean, Nash has already assassinated him twice. So just... I, I got to burn the body. Do it. <laughs> uh, before the match, though, Nash hits Skipper with the uh, mic. Um, Skipper hits a Hurricane Rana, but goes for the pin, and the ref stops so him and tells him that he... Frankensteiner. Uh, he has to stop him because he needs to power bomb him before the mat, uh, before the pinfall. Um, <laughs> Luger is still in the crowd watching since he's bored. That bus is broken down. Um, Nash gets in the ring and cuts a promo <laughs> during mid match. Uh, Nash says, uh, he doesn't like seeing these young guys trying to take the out the old, uh, the aged vets. And these young guys are doing top rope moves. As he's talking, Skipper's on the top rope waiting to uh, drop kick him. Uh, Nash says he doesn't remember going to a bar fight and something, someone jumping off the counter to do a move. <laughs> yeah, he's not wrong, but it's, I'd love to see it, though. Just once. Did he look like skilled, like steal Nash's rat some night somewhere? Like, what the fuck happened? Apparently, Elix went out for some Korean. Jesus Christ. Uh, as as he's talking, Sanders is trying to warn him. Um, Nash gets them. Uh, Sanders, uh, uh, or Nash gets drop kick, gets him in the corner. Uh, and so Sanders get attack skipper. Nash then gets the mic again and says he doesn't like the claims that the, the Canadians are, uh, oh, really make 30 grand. Uh, so that's about a million for them. Does not believe that. Um, Nashton powerbomb Skipper and Sanders makes the cover for the win. So your new basic cruiserweight, right? Since it's back it's to you, is back. Mike Sanders. So uh, prime enemy the Skipper push guys is already di- dead. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Yes. One man assassination right there. Well, you see, he's not even really part of Team Canada anymore. He doesn't even come out with the Storm and Duncan. <laughs> I thought Team Canada went longer. Oh, Team Canada's there till the end. Oh. Interesting. Um, we go backstage with Goldberg leaving, but then Terry Taylor shows up and tells him that Sanders made him have a, uh, has made another match for him. Um. Then we see Nash telling the thrillers that he's going to go take a shower. So he goes into the smallest closet possible for then <laughs> Team Canada to attack the thrillers until uh, until they get separated. Uh, so, guys, our next match is Goldberg versus the Harris brothers, both of them, as he spears one for the pinfall and jackhammers the other one for a pinfall. So Goldberg is now 3-0. In, in just 40 minutes. It's amazing. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, Damn. Russo plans on getting to 176 by Starcade. 
I, I make it so, Captain. You know, those house shows they still do. Um, yeah. He's he's gonna wrestle nine times, <laughs> but they're gonna say it's like eighteen times that day. Uh, we see uh, Sanders asking for help backstage with Nash, but can't get a hold of him. Commentary brings up our main event match, guys. Here's it is. We're in, we're in the Bay Area. We're in San Francisco. So our main event for the WCW Heavyweight Championship between Booker T and Jeff Jarrett will be a 49ers match. What is that? What is that? You may, you may ask. I don't know. Do we try to score a touchdown? You, you, no. There, there's going to be four boxes hung, one in each corner, and one of them will have the title. So this is an instance where Russo's too smart for his own good. Like. If you're going off what a San Francisco 49er is actually, the match kind of makes sense. It's all about prospectors going for gold, moving out to California and looking for gold. Yes, yeah. Getting these boxes. However, that's the year 2000, and no wrestling fan gets that. They just think this is some sort of weird play on the football team in town. I, uh, maybe a hot take. We'll get there in a second. I actually liked the gimmick in the match. I didn't hate it, especially yeah. on the actual definition. Yeah, I actually liked it a lot. <laughs> um, we get a promo for Halloween Havoc, which we don't want. Uh, we get a promo with David Flair in the ring with the mask buff guy, as this guy has ruined his life. Hey, this guy's got a uh, the mask all over his head. Right. Uh, however, then the masked man asks for David to take his handcuffs off, and David does. Well, that's stupid. Yeah, why would you do that? I, Jesus Christ. Then the masked man takes his mask off to be one buff Bagwell, and then he attacks David and hits the blockbuster. Where's Bagwell been, guys? I'm just off TV. No. Apparently Great. banging uh, Stacey Keebler. Great have had nothing for him, brother. So... The- you know, like a year ago, less than he was supposed to be the, the new face that runs the place type crap of, uh, you know, because he's the There's new still. blood. Yeah. But no. Even though he's been. No. Okay. Uh, moments ago, Buff attacked David, and then David leaves the arena. I mean, a Buff leaves the arena. So, hey, you know, easy comings for him today. Let's go to our main event, the 49ers match. For a box on each side of the corner being hung between Jeff Jarrett and Book T for the WCW Heavyweight Championship. Um, Jarrett hits Booker with a chair. Booker throws uh, Jarrett into the turnbuckle where one of the boxes is, and the box falls off. <laughs> uh, Jarrett goes to the box and grabs it, and it turns out to be a blow-up doll, as one Scott Hudson says. I didn't know Kimberly had an action figure. <laughs> Hey, first of all, sir, that is future DDT never wait champion to you, sir. <laughs> I didn't know Kimberly had an action figure. God damn it. That's a stiff that's, shot. That's, yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm guessing uh, uh, Dallas and him are not friends today. <laughs> I'm guessing not. Then we go. Uh, Booker goes to box number two and grabs it, and it's. A photo of Scott Hall. Then he uses that photo on Jared. <laughs> Hell yes, it is. 
Isn't Sarah um, gone? Is it? I mean, isn't Hall gone from WCW now? Not yet. Not yet. No. Okay. It's, it's like a week oh, okay. away. And I, I, I like how Booker looks so annoyed at the picture. That, that is one of those like infamous looks you like on Botchmania. Is that's like in the montage of him just like yep. seriously? This is what 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 is happening here? I loved it. And Mark Madden fucking had a my heart attack. This match fucking I loved everybody this match. <laughs> uh, I, Jared Use is one of the Jordan Corey. I said I dug this match. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jarrett uses one of the boxes of the weapons to break it over Booker's head. Uh, they fight on the announce table, and Booker hits a pile driver on the table. The table yeah. doesn't break, yeah, but it ow, looked like it was going that, to. By the, way. The, the table looked like it was going to with them standing on it because it started shaking. Uh, Booker goes for box number three, and it's one coal miner's glove. <laughs> uh, does anybody want to give a. Uh, breakdown of what a coal miner's glove might be yes i'll allow it since we're in the northwest here and that was uh dutch savages match of choice in portland wrestling uh a coal miner's glove like back in the day like in the 40s and 50s um that would be a good way to end a blood feud is you because you know, the they would work down in the coal mines and they would have these lead-based uh gloves um that they would wear down there so the gimmick is you get your hand on that lead-filled glove and just one punch should knock the guy fucking out, right? But theoretically, it's got lead in the goddamn thing. So, yeah. Um, infamously, they used it in Halloween Havoc 92 between Sting and Roberts when, uh, of course, being WCW, they don't gimmick the fucking spin the wheel make the deal yep. and let it fall on whatever. Uh, and it fell on the most un-1992 gimmick match you could possibly have on national paper. Things reaction was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> right. Even Jake, who can make anything work, was kind of like, huh? <laughs> okay. But yeah, no, it comes out here, and it, I like it. Mostly because of that, that history, but I mean, to most of the crowd, it's like, what? Really? <laughs> All right. Um. Jarrett puts uh, pulls Booker in the post multiple times, and Jarrett gets the uh, coal miner's gloves and uses it against Booker's chest. Then he puts uh, Booker in the sleeper hold, um, and then they do the sleeper hold moment of the they have to raise up uh, Booker's arm three times. And Hudson says, "If Hudson goes, if the arm drops, Jarrett's the new champion." And Madden goes, "Why? Jarrett has to go get the box." Uh. Uh, so yeah, commentary doesn't even know the rules here. I can save it. I can save it. Okay. Because even if his arm goes down, all Jared has to do is just stand up and go get the goddamn box. It's not like the unconscious guy is going to stop him. Touche. Touche. Uh, Jared jumps off the top turnbuckle, but Booker catches him and hits the bookend. Uh, Booker then hits the axe kick and sidekick. Booker climbs up to the other box. However, Jared low blows him. He goes for another axe kick, but Booker gets caught on the rope. Jarrett goes for the guitar, but can't get it out. Gets back in the ring. Uh, goes for it again. Nothing. Goes back in. Back body drops Booker. The guitar is stuck. He goes for it one last, uh, the last box. However, that Beetlejuice, the real Beetlejuice, not primetime, comes from under the ring because he was holding the guitar back, and he lows blows Jeff Jarrett. Booker goes for the last box with the title in it. However, the title falls out. Of course so, it does. 
So Pinzer has a hand Booker the title for the win. Uh, Scott Steiner comes out and attacks both Booker and Beetlejuice. And we end tonight's Nitro with Scott Steiner putting Beetlejuice in the Steiner recliner. No reason to do that to Elix Skipper. It's fucked up. He's gone through enough. My question is, you, you can say what you want about WWE, but those production mishaps don't happen in that in that company. Yeah. The, the fall through the bottom. The one box doesn't fall off before you're even ready for it to be felt. You know, that shit just doesn't happen in that company. But I enjoyed the hell out of that match. I thought it was something different and unique, and we needed that. How many times have we seen Booker and Jarrett in the last four months? Yeah. So I didn't mind it. It's, it's been universally like vilified as such a terrible moment in WCW history, but I don't think it's that bad. It's just a fun little match. I, uh, I don't like the fact that Joe glossed over the Beetlejuice hit Jeff Jarrett like 65 times in the nuts. <laughs> right? I mean, that's, that's just... Dude, he's at to work. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> there were no more little slap nuts walking around. He was doing bag work, son. <laughs> Dodging the left and right, going left, right. Well, he was pissed. He had just lost the cruiserweight title. That's true. That's damn true. I, uh, I love by the way, like, Madden's like, look how ripped he is. You're <laughs> <laughs> Steiner run for his money. Um, Let's go to Monday Night Raw, October 2nd. I'm, this is just a guess, guys. I'm going out on a limb. We're going to start with Austin and Foley talking a whole lot and saying very little. Nope. Oh, my God. You sure? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we are in Washington, D.C. Oh. The MCI Center. Uh, we set the show off with a in loving memory to a Dennis Dunn. Um, sounded like he's like the first executive producer of the WWF or something. Kevin Dunn's father. Yeah, but I was say Kevin Dunn's dad. So uh, there's one. Oh, really? Against him. So fuck um, that guy. Deuces. All right. <laughs> I I I'll be honest. I tried my best with this one. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> Often he says that for Raw instead of Nitro. That's not great, Bob. <laughs> We're gonna start start the show off with a rock promo. Oh God! So, so that make... should be easy, right? It's a rock promo. This is the one but... I'm thinking of. Ugh. Yeah, it is that one. Yeah. Uh, rock talks about how he's a gut feeling and goes on a rant about how he has a gut feeling and um. And like I, he honestly lost me like three times. I think I had to like rewind it multiple times to be like, "All right, is this how? Is, is, is this what he's saying?" It took him so long to get to the joke that Benoit doesn't have a dick and Kane wants to find it. Yeah. And the, it was so bad, and I felt it like was a of a fucking waste. Um. Rock said he was going to hit Angle with the chair on SmackDown, but Stephanie McMahon, Angle, Helmsley stopped him. Um, that was funny, actually. That part was funny. <laughs> Rock makes fun of Kurt's Olympic victory celebration as he says, uh, 
Angle celebrated that that he uh, how he cried and also peed at the same time. So Rock calls out Kurt Angle. Oh my uh, god! Uh, Rock says he'll put the title on the line against Kurt Angle tonight. What? Okay. Uh, Kurt Angle comes out. Right. Kurt Angle comes out. Call, says that he's not a failure. A failure is one. Michael Jordan. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. There it is. I was expecting that. Um, uh, Angle accepts his challenge and says after he wins the match tonight, fans won't want to be like Mike. They want to be like Kurt. You're damn right. Um, Angle uh, Foley then uh, Foley comes out. Says, uh, Rock should let Angle slide tonight because there's someone who else wants to face Angle tonight. And that would be one Triple H as Triple H and Stephanie come out. Uh, Triple H comes out and says, how dare the Rock to make fun of Angle's celebration? Because that's his job. As then Foley and uh, Triple H mock him by Angle by crying. Uh, Triple H tells Angle that Stephanie is not her friend, her buddy. She is Triple H's wife. Um, Triple H says instead of screwing around with Angle, he should go. Uh, he should be going after the title. Uh, Triple H says that he never lost the title against The Rock, and he how he wants the match with The Rock. Uh, but first, he wants his match with Kurt Angle. So Foley makes tonight's match between Kurt Angle and Triple H for the number one contendership. Yay! You guys, you guys sound excited for that one. Um. Remember, remember, Corey. I feel like you just said this feud should die, died like instantly. <laughs> I wanted to, so I'm super happy we get another match. Uh, then Chris Benoit comes out. A man for the people. Benoit says he's sick and tired of coming out and asking for something that he'll never get. Benoit says everyone's gonna pay, um, because Jesus. once again he he got <laughs> screwed out of the title. So uh, you're saying what happens later is all Big Foley's fault? Yes. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, Kane then comes out. Good old chatty Kathy. Uh, Kane doesn't care what people want. He wants the title. And the time, the Rock's time is up. And then Rikishi comes out. I do not remember any of them. But Rikishi comes out and says that him and Kane have unfinished business um, what so then what's, uh, what's the unfinished business i don't understand that they've been they've been feuding for the past couple of weeks have they yes all right so fully makes a match tonight of uh benoit and kane versus rikishi and the rock um rock then says kane wants to find things benoit wants to prove things so Rock uh, tells them to go find a quiet place in the back so they can be alone, where they can dreams, where their dreams can come true. Benoit can pull down Wrong. his pants and prove and prove that uh, prove to Kane that he has that he's not a woman, um, and Kane can find the penis that Benoit claims that he has. Uh, so I'm hot take. This is more cringe than anything we saw in Nitro. I uh, don't for hundred percent. 
Even as the Rise of Rock guy, I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. It wasn't like it was not a good showing for the rock. Like when I tell them that, uh, when I said before, I'm like, I couldn't follow what he was saying. I was like, he's been, he's been ranting for five minutes and I don't know what the punchline is or what the, what it is. Like, what's the point of this gut feeling? You know, like he forgot a line or two. Uh, but I digress. Let's go to our first match of the night for Monday night. Raw as it's the Hardy boys with Lita this is too cool, and they have the host still for the WWF Tag Team Championships. They just don't get a night off, right, guys? Why does too cool have a title shot? Because somebody has to. All right, fair enough. Carry on. Well, Edge and Christian can't. Because, you know, Hardys have the title, so. That doesn't um, mean they have to. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Uh, Jeff and Grandmaster Sexy have a dance-off, and Jeff wins. Um, Hardy's hits poetry in motion on Grandmaster Sexy and misses on Scotty. Scotty then hits the Bulldog and the Worm on Matt. Edge and Christian come down to distract the ref as um, Edge goes to the spear on Matt, but he hits Scotty on accident as Jeff then hits the Swanton on Scotty for the win for them to retain. We'll find out why that happened in a minute. But we go backstage with Triple H and Stephanie as he has something on his mind and something's up and he has a bad feeling about it. Um, then we find out during the commercial, uh, Ed Christian wanted someone to beat the Hardy so they can get the titles back. And then Foley comes in and says, oh, you guys want some gold? Uh, okay, I got, I'll give you guys a title match tonight. But it'll be a, for the hardcore championship. And... They don't like that because that's half a gold for the hardcore championship. But one thing I one thing I'll bring up is commentary brings up for before the uh, segment here. JR's like Mick Foley was really angry at them, and then he comes in into the room laughing and smiling. That don't make no sense. Um, we get a recap of. Uh, I'm glad we can't find it. Uh, Sunday Night Heat. Can't find any episodes. They're gone. We know where it is, Jeff. We know where it is. They're gone. They're forever gone. Easily accessible. I I don't think so. And uh, until you got proof of the pudding, you can't tell me. So, Corey, about that proof. Exactly, because there isn't any. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> He's um we're gonna recap Sunday Night Heat as one Stone Cold's there attacking Taz on Sunday Night Heat. So hey, that's good. Your new co host of Sunday Night Heat gets attacked by Austin. Do you guys like six man matches? Because that's what we're about to get here. As it's gonna be Taz and Raven and X. Oh, hold, hold on. First, I got a problem. Why 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 he beating up on Taz? Taz wasn't even in the company in November, so he couldn't hit him. Because uh, Taz was talking shit. That's what Taz does. I, I, I'm not. What? I just say that's what that was all what? his reasoning. So he was talking shit. Talk shit, get hit. I guess. All right. What? What? <laughs> um. So it's Taz and Raven and X Pac versus the Dudley Boys and Chris Jericho. 
Uh, Taz and Raven, X-Pac jump Jericho for the Dudleys come out. Or we just have Jericho versus Raven. I'm okay with that. What about him? What about Raven? Uh, Jericho bulldogs Raven, and then Taz comes in, does the Taz mission. Bubba comes in, does the bubble bomb. Uh, X-Pac does the spinning heel kick. Um, then the Dudleys uh, hit the 3D on the Ra- on Raven, and Jericho hits the lion salt on him for the win. So uh, Raven already taking that first L in the sixth round. Raven push. Considering, considering what I told you on the night he was rehired, I'm not shocked. <laughs> I mean, damn, man. He should just be happy he's getting a paycheck. Jesus Christ. Um, we go, we see that Stone Cold has arrived in the arena. Uh, we see backstage that Foley is in his office, which turns out to be a a bathroom. Um, he the is reading. Bathroom. We don't get that moment of like if it was or not. Uh, we oh, see Jared. Foley reading. Chi- yeah, we don't judge here. Uh, Foley was reading China's Playboy as Stephen and the Right Central show up, saying that they want him to first stop reading it. Um, they say that they bring up that there's a cancer returning, causing chaos, and that's one Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Foley needs to stop him. Uh, the boys in the back are, are talking about how uh, maybe one Mick Foley fears Stone Cold. So uh, Foley, this whole interaction here. The only one that I actually thought was believable was Bull. Do-rag wearing Bull? Yeah. Everybody else came up across as, like, terrible actors. Like, I believe that Bull believed it's what he was saying. They need to take a step back with the RTC and tone it down just a bit. Yeah. Also, less Val. But considering that it's a personal vendetta from Vince, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> Turn the uh, team, damn it. We're gonna go backstage with uh, Michael Cole as he's going to Michael. interview Michael as we're gonna be interviewing Lita, but Jackie opens the door behind Lita and attacks her. We get an all out brawl here. And all uh, Jackie. Jackie. Uh, Jackie jumps off the wall and hits a bulldog. Jackie then draws makeup on uh, Lita's face. They fight to the back. We're near the trucks. Jackie gets thrown into a wall of boxes and then thrown into a truck. Lita starts chucking things at her, a box, a cone, a glass jar. They fight on top of the hood of the car uh, of the truck. Jackie gets knocked down. Lita goes for a moonsault, but Jackie sprays her with a fire extinguisher. And then uh, Jackie attacks her with a trash can lid until she is uh, separated by the officials. That was a weird brawl. Came out of nowhere. Yeah. I felt like somebody. I felt like they were setting up somebody else to show up. It was weird. Man, I got to be honest, guys. They need to pump the gas. They need to put some foot on on the gas. Put some pressure on this show because so far, Nitro is killing it, in my opinion. And we're talking in October 2000 Nitro. <laughs> Maybe they can send the Rock out for another five minutes on Benoit's penis and Kane liking to investigate shit. No, he only likes to investigate Benoit's penis. <laughs> well, you guys are in luck because it's well, gonna be well, yeah, it's gonna be Kane and Chris Benoit versus The Rock and Rikishi next. Oh. No, this next. 
Uh, Rikishi with the leg drop on Benoit. Kane with the sidewalk slam on The Rock. Then he, uh, Kane hits the big top rope uh, clothesline. Benoit with a two belly-to-back suplexes. Rock then hits a DDT for a two on Benoit. Rock with the spine buster on Kane. Knocks Benoit off the apron. Rock goes to the people's elbow, but Kane gets up and choke slams him. Uh, Kane, uh, Benoit comes in and sidekicks. Uh, uh, he attacks Kane. Uh, Rikishi with the Simone drop on both Kane and Benoit. Uh, Rock clotheslines Kane out on the outside. Benoit then hits Kane with a chair and then throws him back in the ring. Rock then hits Rock bottom and Rikishi hits the splash for the win. So that uh, tag team of Benoit and Kane last a couple of weeks and looks like they're done for. Benoit put Kane outside. So we didn't get the 20 minute promo to start the show. Let's see if we do it at the start of the second hour. <laughs> As yeah. it'll be one, Nick Foley. Uh, Foley brings up how Austin is trying to do his things around here, and Foley told him not to get involved. Foley shows footage of SmackDown of Austin beating up Road Dog and getting involved in Xbox match. Foley calls out Stone Cold. Austin comes out. Foley says that he's not the enemy. He's not one Vince McMahon. Foley says uh, that uh, Austin can continue his investigation, but don't get involved in matches. Uh, Austin says there's a problem here. Why should Austin listen to him when the only thing that he has done is sit on his ass? Austin said the past weekend he called Miss Cleo, and uh, she said she has no clue, just like Foley. Foley says, you know, there was one prime suspect at the time, and that would be one Mr. Ass. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you go further, I just have to say, this this is amazing. In the year 2000, Nitro outdoing Raw with uh, celebrities is I will take Chuck Zito over Miss Cleo. I don't know. I think I'm still going Miss Cleo. Nah, Miss Cleo, that shit was so hokey. But Chuck Zito. Fine. How about uh, how about uh, what's that dude's name? Elix Skipper. I mean that's fair. Touche, sir. Touche. Um, Foley says that he single-handedly ended the case, and uh, uh, leave so he can leave the ring because he brings out one Mister Ass so he can talk so they can talk. Mister uh, Shirt. I guess they didn't have his and medium. Um, ever. I figured it out. Here's the dude. I'm just going to leave now. Whatever happens, happens. Justice. <laughs> Pop, um. Uh, Mr. Ass says it's true the night that he got ran over, uh, but he was accounted for because he was part of DX. He says, you know, he wasn't on the he wasn't the driver that night because he he had a flight delay. Um, Gun though Billy Gunn does say though that he has some information for him. He said he saw the driver uh, drive past him. He saw the driver for a split second, and the information he has is that driver had blonde hair. Uh, Gunn says that he was late, and you can even ask Brooklyn brought the brawler because he's the one that picked him up at the airport. 
Austin says that he believes uh, what he's saying, but Austin says you don't need to, uh, read or like you anyway. So Austin stuns Billy Gunn. This is this is so bad. This whole fucking thing because they did they did an old Black Scorpion. They decided to do a storyline without having an idea of what the actual storyline was, thinking ah we'll just piece it together when the time comes, and look what's I mean look how good that's going. This shit is terrible. I'm surprised they didn't. Go ahead, Booble. It's a bold move, Mick and Foley, the uh, incompetent heel. They only know how to do one thing with Austin, and that's fight authority. I'm surprised that they didn't just, I don't know, try to delay the fact that it's going to be Billy Gunn. Like, it's. It could be Billy Gunn. It, you know, could have been if they just kept rolling that ball and just going with it for a while instead of the there's, outcome that we got. There's a lot of layers to what happens, and I can't wait to get to the point where I can discuss it. Oh, uh, okay. This sucks. You are. I noticed. Right. I said they don't know how to do anything with Austin but the authority figure. He can do a lot more, but they can't. Yeah. Um, let's go to our next match as it will be, uh, a, basically a triple threat match of edge versus Christian versus Steve Blackman. Really? It's going to be a handicap match here, guys. Um, edge and Christian jump Blackman. Blackman throws edge into the crowd, then attacks. Uh, Christian gets attacked him with the trash can lid edge to hold Blackman, the Christian, uh, who drop kicks him into the trash can. Uh, Blackman is in the tree of woe. As Edge holds the trash can in front, so Christian can do a drop kick to that. Uh, Edge and Christian then argue over who should pin him. They decide to, the, you know, if we can't pin him, let's just concerto him. Uh, Christian uh, then throws Blackman in the corner where the where uh, Edge was knocked out with a chair covering him. Uh, Christian tells him like my bad, then turns around and Blackman kicks the chair into the face of Christian for the win. Look at Edge Christian look super strong here, guys. Super strong. Yeah. It's only like the best tag team you have, but it's fine. Yeah. Uh, earlier today, right to censor burning up Playboy it, magazines. What, Corey? Remember, creatively, they're in a bit of upheaval right now. They're going between the one guy who steered the ship for a, a year and creatives kind of going into a different person's hands. They take over full-time and no mercy. It's a bit of an upheaval here. Different visions are going to be coming in. Different ways of doing things. Different ways of pushing people. It's going to be a different product. Uh, we go backstage with Stone Cold, who uh, walks up to the Brooklyn Brawler and asks if the stuff that Billy Gunn said was true. And Brawler says, yeah. Gunn was right. However, he didn't see the driver. Austin goes for a handshake, and Brawler jumps in fear and jumps over the table that was behind him. Oh, that and was funny. Austin tells him, lay off, like, lay off the cab, get into the cab or something, right? Um, let's go to our next match, as it's going to be Eddie Guerrero in China versus the right censor members of Steven Richards and Val Venus. 
Uh, Eddie with a tornado DDT on Steven. Match goes for a bit until all the other members of Right Sensors come out to attack Eddie. Then Stone Cold runs down to attack everyone. Richard tries to get out of the way, but uh, China throws him back in the ring for a stunner. Austin then stuns Eddie, drinks some beer. Foley then comes out. Foley says he could either suspend him or fine Austin, but Austin just stuns Foley. Well, that's a problem. So basically Foley's second bump. He took the clothesline from Kane a couple weeks ago on SmackDown. But Foley gets bumped. Let me get this straight. Since Austin's come back, The Rock is now what, number five or six in the pecking order as champion? At highest, got, yeah. Yeah, Triple H and Angle both ahead of him still. Now you've got Foley and Austin ahead of him. Uh, nice. Benoit. Benoit, yeah, Benoit with what he's doing. Damn. I mean, at least Kane ain't above him at the moment. But then again, if he finds Benoit's penis, he may be. <laughs> Oh my God! What do you think happens first? Kane finds Benoit's penis, or Foley finds the culprit that hit Austin? <laughs> oh, it's a dead heat. I'll tell you that one. <laughs> Wait, it's on Sunday night heat. Oh, Joe, watch it then. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a no for me, dog. <laughs> uh, Ringo backstage with Foley throwing all his stuff around, yelling, "Who do you think he is?" I am. Uh, so he's not. I am. I am who you think I am. I think uh, we see Triple H. Uh, we see Triple H stretching, and then he says he still doesn't. Have, he still doesn't have a good feeling about tonight. Uh, he tells Stephanie to stay in the back. Um, as then she's like, "Fine." Then she starts walking down the hallway, and then walks into uh, one Crispin Wall and asks, and he asks how her head is, and then she slaps the living shit out of him. Concussion? <laughs> You're not kidding. She slapped the fuck out of him. And he stared at her and smiled. And I was like, Jesus Christ, that's fucking frightening. I bet you can't find his penis now. Holy fuck, dude. <laughs> that's some off-putting ass shit, dude. <laughs> Four-play. Been all sure uh, oh. Then earlier... T- Earlier today, the wrestlers had a rally. A SmackDown Your Vote rally to uh, get young voters out to vote. So let's go to our... What was that? This made me sad to watch. These guys have no... Not one single one of them showed any kind of uh, charisma, including The Rock. Because it was like, what, Rock, Hardy Boys, Lita, Linda, Linda. I mean, The Rock, I, uh, if you uh, don't accept our challenge, then The Rock will have to tell the people that, uh, well, you don't care about them. I, uh, they showed a better angle of it on SmackDown, but, so I'll talk about that part of the video, but when The Rock is talking, they show, for some reason, they show the shot of, like, behind the crowd, and you saw, like, 30 people just leaving. <laughs> I was like, damn. This shit is lame. Uh, let's go to our main event. Number one contendership for the WWF title, as it will be uh, Triple H versus the uh, Kurt Angle, as Triple H has ri- his ribs wrapped up again. 
Uh, Triple H baseball slides Angle while he's on the apron uh, by the apron in his entrance. Uh, Angle attacks the ribs. Triple H chokes Angle out with his wrap. Angle drop uh, Angle on the barricade and does a over the head suplex. Stephanie then comes out. Angle with a back body drop. They fight to the outside as Triple H takes apart the announce table. Angle's on the announce table and Triple H jumps off the barricade and does an elbow drop. We get a ref bump here as uh, Angle accidentally clotheslines Earl. Triple H with the superplex. Uh, I don't know if you guys did, but could you, did you guys hear Triple H tell him to stand up? I did. Yeah. 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 You talk too much. What'd you say? Uh, Benoit then comes down and grabs Stephanie by the hair. Triple H goes after Benoit, but uh, he uh, and throws him into the steel steps. Angle goes and hits Triple H with his chair, but Stephanie gets on the apron to distract Angle. Triple H is going for the pedigree, but Benoit grabs Stephanie and pulls her off the apron and threatens to hit her with a chair. Triple H then goes over to Benoit, but then Angle Olympic slams Triple H for the win. After the match, we see Triple H yelling at Stephanie before he leaves the ring. Damn. First things first. You you get your horror uh, wife in the center of the storyline and you're covered in its own tape. How do you tell the world you're a DDP fan without telling the world you're a DDP fan? Dun, 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 dun. I'm a big fan of that Triple H yoga. <laughs> yeah. Mostly done with the nose. It's, it's weird. <laughs> so, guys, what was the better show? Uh, Nitro. Nitro. Yeah. I agree. Nitro was, you know, the, was uh, better weird. Show. So, I think Nitro was easily the better show. But bell to bell outside of the China match. I thought all the matches on Raw were actually pretty good. Like, bell to bell, they all tried. Everything outside of the ring was terrible. Yeah, which is weird for WWF. Yeah. I agreed. Uh, let's go to the ratings, shall we? Um, I am, uh, last week, WCW got 2.9 going up against WWF 5.4 with the newer station of TNN. So this week, WCW, well, since Vince Russo won, 2.6. Shoot yourself in the foot. WWF stayed at that 5.4. So after two weeks, are we safe to say that that's their ceiling at the moment with TNN? Yeah, probably. I believe so, yeah. Also, I uh, so they bring it up when they talk about it, when they talk about Raw and SmackDown. But I'll say it here. They they mentioned the fact that that is uh, for the second week in a row they broke a record for the rating. Like you've been on the show for two weeks. Yeah. Like the highest rated show on TNN. <laughs> There's nothing else on that general challenge you're at. What the fuck are you talking about? It's the highest rated show on TNN history. Well, yeah. The second week in a row we outdid that Time Life documentary paid program. Hell yeah. Hey, first of all, sir. You watch your mouth about Time Life documentaries. I would not have slander on Time Life. No, I will watch the shit out of those. <laughs> uh, let's go to our favorite part of the show. The award show. 
let's start it off with best match. I'm uh, going to San Francisco yeah. 49ers match. Absolutely. I agree. That's, I had fun with that one. Is that like right. one of the better like TV matches we've had in a while? Uh, yeah, especially for them. Like, go back to um, Ray and Hoobie a couple weeks ago. That almost feels like cheating. Jabroni match the week. Uh, you know what? Uh, for me, it's the right to censor against Eddie in China. I, I'm not digging anything in that feud. Uh, mine was franchise versus awesome. I mean, that's fair, too. Mine was that as well. Uh, who was your MVP? Booker T. Yeah, I was going to say Booker this week. Raise the Raising roof. roof. Raising <laughs> the um, uh, Yeah, I'll go Book for mine as well. No, no, no. Mine is Nash for cutting the promo in the <laughs> mid-match. About the young guys jumping off the counter at bar fights and stuff. Uh, who is your motive? Mine is WWF Creative. Like I said earlier, Austin can do so much more than just fight against authority, but they sure can't. They sure won't do anything other than him fighting authority, even if it makes no sense to fight this said authority. They're gonna pigeonhole it in there anyway. Uh, mine is said authority. It's Mick Foley. Not his fault per se, but Jesus Christ, what a terrible waste of Mick Foley. Uh, mine's also Foley. It's just he, I, him playing the dumb card here. Of uh, I don't know what's going on here. Like he's never seen Austin deal with authority before. Were they tag partners at one time, and he witnessed it firsthand? They were tag champs, brother. Yeah, brother. Oh, I know. I know, dude. Uh, WTF. Was that, or is that Stone Love? I can't remember. Stone Love. I like Dude Stone. Dude Stone. <laughs> uh, so, guys, uh, WTF? Uh, WTF? I don't know, man. I feel like we've hit a soft spot in two. And it's weird because this year has been all up and down for both companies, to be honest. Although far more WCW. But I feel like we've hit like a soft spot in like October 2000. Where nothing seems to really be clicking for either company. Great. You know what I mean? Maybe I'm the only one, but I just feel like nothing's really clicking on either side. Maybe we're a couple of weeks away. Maybe the Stone Cold thing gets hot. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe the Triple H Benoit thing gets cut. But as of like the first week of October, there's just a whole bunch of lukewarm shit on both sides of the of the servings for me. Maybe Kane finds Benoit's penis at some point. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe that's what we need to get uh, get this up and running. <laughs> I found it. <laughs> oh, God. It's not a voice box, Kane. My <laughs> uh, WTF. Is, uh, man, they are really shitting the bed with this Austin return. Yeah. Holy fuck. It's nothing. I, importantly, 
they bumbled the Billy Gunn return. No, I'm kidding. I'm going to make a weird parallel here, but it's sort of like how AEW has completely fucked the Hardys reunion. How do you fuck up Stone Cold returning? That's a good point, considering he's your biggest star. How is that possible? A year. And then when it's time for him to come back, you're just like, eh, we'll play it by a week. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, maybe maybe we'll find out that it's the Black Scorpion that ran him over. Is it Booker T the Black Scorpion? Could be. Maybe maybe it's Bischoff. Maybe maybe it was a Hummer that hit him, and we just we didn't see that clearly. I mean, they weren't HD cameras back then. It's a good it's a good point. Right. I mean, it could be anything. Could be anything. Uh, my WTF is the promo that they thought The Rock should cut to start Raw. <laughs> that Jesus. thing. That's one of the uh, legitimately one of the most cringe-worthy I mean, promos I've ever heard. That probably wins. That's that was fucking terrible. I got a gut feeling. Oh, but let me get to it in like ten minutes, and I'll tell you what I think it to might think be. Of, to think of who it came from is even more like like. That would have been a terrible promo period, but it came from him. I uh, mm-hmm. Whenever he runs for public office, one of his opponents is going to play that video, and it's going to be real rough. That and the uh, Chinese, him doing the racist, uh, yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> and calling Kevin Kelly an ugly hermaphrodite. <laughs> that too, that too. There's a lot of things he might want to just consider not running for president for. I mean, it would be a good idea. Yeah. Uh, what is a good idea, though, is for you to go to nosoentainment.com. Oh, nicely done. Thank you. To uh, find all of our blogs, all of our podcasts, everything that we do for you. Uh, coming up is the Midweek War Stories, which you can listen to. Uh, you can find all of our podcasts at Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Baby! And you can listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts. 